Welcome back to Partnerships Unraveled, the podcast where we unravel the mysteries of partnerships and the channel on a weekly basis. My name is Rick van der Bos and I'm the CEO and founder of Chenext and I'm here together with Alex Whitford, VP Revenue at Chenext. Alex, maybe instead of a how are you doing today, can you maybe elaborate on why we are sitting here fully suited up today? Yeah, uh, any any uh, long-time viewers are going to be, why the hell is Alex not in basically shorts and a cap and he's actually wearing a suit? Um Immediately after this, I think me and Rick are going to go and get belligerently drunk at our Christmas party. So what you can't see off camera is about 40 of our colleagues all looking very dapper and beautiful. And we're excited to celebrate Christmas in a yeah, good way as a whole team. Yeah, absolutely. End of year. It's always a nice moment, right? Reflect a little bit, celebrate together and uh, looking forward to the next. Yeah, Christmas is the best time of the year by a mile. It's uh, yeah, although January depressing as anything. It needs to go Christmas and then basically straight to July. But yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I recall a year ago we did a, an episode around bringing the Christmas vibe into partnerships. Do you remember it? No. <laughs> After it feels like, yeah, we've recorded a lot of episodes. Well, that would have been a year ago, right? So, yeah, it's been a yeah, it's been a lot of content. But I am enjoying the reviewing idea as um, this year uh, or this week's episode. We're going to name and shame some of the predictions that ourselves and uh, some of the industry experts made around what 2023 would bring. Some of them were absolutely spot on, but a few were slightly off the mark. So uh, today we're going to explore some of those. Yeah, absolutely. I think what you always see around this time of the year, end of December, early January, it's always the predictions for the upcoming year. But then I also always really like, like, okay, but what did we make of those predictions? Like, were we right? Were we not right? So we're going to do that today. And I think let's just dive right into it. We actually wrote a bit, big article uh, last year, f- like predictions for partner marketing 2023. If you want to read it, you can view it on our website, but we're going to highlight some of them. And I think we can start with the one which was the talk of the town back then. And I think still it is the recession. So we spoke a lot around that. Like, do you recall the the prediction that was made around that? Yeah, we actually spoke a lot um, at the time because, well, we certainly didn't predict the recession. Otherwise, we'd be a genius economist. But um, we knew that was coming, but it was actually around what that means for budgeting. Um, And so one of the big misconceptions about recessions is that that means all budgets are cut. That isn't. It means that budget is allocated very specifically into certain projects um, and financial scrutiny around deals is just goes way up. Um, and certainly from our experience, both as Chanex, but also what we're hearing in the channel is that's 100% been true. But certain industries have been protected. Cybersecurity is growing faster than ever. But again, because it's quite a defensive product, right, the requirement is so important there in terms of governance and security that the investment is required. Whereas other types of technologies where it actually isn't as mandatory, those more frivolous purchases, they've been wound back. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think what we discussed back then was also very much around, hey, there's way more stakeholders in the sales cycle, more senior, oftentimes a CFO as well. And we need to also align our messaging there from a partner marketing and a channel perspective towards being very impact driven. Like, like the usual things that we could close maybe in, back in 22, early 22, with it was not possible anymore for 2023. That was what we predicted. And I think looking back at that, that is also what we really saw. Like if I look at a lot of the messaging that I'm seeing from our customers that channel partners are putting out, it's very different where we talk way more around the actual impact of the products that we sell to the end user than just the benefits where it was more high over. 
Yeah, and it, it requires a different sales process, and we, we've seen it time and time again, where you almost need separate messaging points and separate reasons to buy on the level within the company that you're speaking to, right? C-level have a different prioritization. The manager has a different prioritization than executor. And so as you're working and navigating through those deals, you need to build messaging and impact-orientated messaging to each one of those tiers, right? The marketeer that's using your product isn't the same as the CFO has got to sign it off. And so we've got to build compelling reasons at each level to drive those deals forward. And I think the brands that have oriented their marketing and their programs to support the channel best to do that, they're the ones that have taken a big leap forward this year. Yeah, we also discussed quite so much around like enablement of the partners and that also requires very different enablement from that area. What have you seen on that behalf in uh, 2023? Yeah, it's not just what to sell, it's how to sell it, right? And it's really important that when uh, brands have shared case studies around big customers that they've closed, it's how they've closed them, right? It's reallocating the information into the partners so that they've got a better chance of closing similar like-minded businesses. And so the brands that have orientated their message to be recession-proof, they're the ones that have won, and you've got to be cascading that messaging through your partners. And we have seen some really key brands do that very, very well and take huge leap forwards. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that they always say, right? That the best companies are actually built or reimagined during recessions, etc. And I think that's because we really need to focus so much more strongly and really look what is actually driving business growth, whether it's revenue or profitability in the best way. And I think that's also something we really saw in the channel. Like uh, we, first, we really tried to serve the full channel and we went everywhere and back and forth. And I think one of the things we also said a year ago is like we need to go way more specific towards a certain set of partners. So not necessarily to very few partners, but also definitely like, hey, you have your 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 channel pyramid with different types of partners in that, but you, you probably, from a resource perspective, can't serve them all now anymore because we can't just keep investing, keep investing. So we need to very deliberately look where do we drive most revenue? Where in what, what partner base do we have the best margins, et cetera? I think one of the things we also saw there was actually that one of the trends that were predicted in the article a year ago was that we need to become hyper-focused on very specific partners. What have you seen there the last year? And, and, and do you think we were right or the article was right with that prediction? Yeah, I'm going to give a, a, a big zero out of 10 for that one. I think while... Uh, logic dictates in the channel, right? There's an 80-20 rule. We're going to focus specific time on, uh, on on particular partners. And when resources are cut, we should focus on those partners even more tightly. I mean, the maths doesn't add up, right? Doing more of the same with less resource doesn't equal more growth. And instead, what we've seen is major brands like Microsoft and Cisco pivot their strategy to be very SMB focused, very focused on the long tail, very focused on massive partner acquisition and enablement as a way of boxing smart in a recession. So investing in new tooling, new processes and new teams to win big by doing exactly the opposite of that prediction by going wide instead of going deep. And I think it's really hard to have predicted that accurately because we've all been very impressed by the rate at which both Microsoft and Cisco have been managed to grow. But that's because they've taken it on as a completely new strategy, building macro messaging and really taking that out at scale. Yeah, I think what we've seen there indeed, for example, with a Cisco, they did the acquisition of Splunk and Microsoft launched it very big back in November, like all in on the SMB sector. I think there's a couple of things which are actually correlated to the recession there. Like the, the enterprise market was already quite saturated in terms of 
the spend there on IT. But also besides that, what we really see is that within that enterprise, there it becomes specifically very difficult to sell into once recession hits. Like SMB usually is way less, uh, uh, there's way less friction in the buying process. And as soon as there is recession, there becomes so much more friction in the enterprise. And I think that's interesting indeed. Everyone always looks at Cisco and Microsoft as the examples for how to build your channel. And we're seeing that more and more now indeed, like really looking at the breadth of your channel and how can we scale in the long tail versus that super specific targeted uh, approach. Yeah, enterprise is about high conversion close, right? You hire expensive uh, uh, salespeople, you work with very well-paid people who have limited time, and you've got to be driving deals in at, at the top, right? CFOs are going to be really involved in closing, as we've just sort of talked about. If the CFO is locking down the budget, your enterprise pipe dies immediately, right? And so instead, what we've seen, I think it's a genius move from Microsoft and Cisco is go, cool, rather than then having a really high conversion game, how do we have a high volume game? And you've got to rebuild your channel to do that. And so they've invested in teams and tooling to help drive that architecture. And, and we're hearing like high 30% growth, high 20% growth in a significantly downturn market. Market that tells that tells us that hey they're making strategic bets and working in a really really good way i think it's awesome performance from them and i think it's a key indicator of where people should be betting for 2024 yeah i fully concur there i think one of the words or phrases we heard the most from enterprise vendors this uh, year was the high volume low touch model and, and and i think that's very interesting for everyone who's maturing their channel and still wants that significant growth that we've seen in the last year, then SMB is really the market segment to look at. Well, we had a big swing and a miss on that prediction. Actually, we nailed the next one, which was 2022 was the year of two-partner communication, whereas 2023 was the year of three-partner communication. And that's exactly what Microsoft and Cisco have done. A low-touch, uh, high-volume game directly targeting new end users through their partners, uh, either doing that via direct marketing, virtual account managers, or velocity plays through marketing through their partners. That's how they're generating this impact. It's the only way to scale. And we've seen the best two channels in the world, in my opinion, Microsoft and Cisco, double down on, on tooling and people to achieve that. And they've absolutely nailed it, resulting in huge growth. Yeah, and it really aligns with indeed that trend we got incorrectly where they are all in on the SMB and those smaller partners because those specifically are the partners that lack the time and resources to do marketing and to generate end user demand. And that's why it's so critical to shift from two partner to true partner because two partner works really well for your big enterprise partners, the GSIs, et cetera, who you give the information and they have internal teams who can then utilize that and send it and share it with the end user. But your SMB partner simply won't do that. So it's critical that you think from a through partner marketing perspective, how are we going to enable those partners with indeed the right tooling and the right content to actually get the message via those partners to their end users and help them generate end user demand even in the down market? It's great strategy 101, right? They've worked back from the outcome that they're trying to deliver. We're going to go and attack the SMB. Well, what would that mean? We need to acquire a brand like Splunk. We need to go and build a new channel. We need new tooling. We need new people. And we need a velocity play to drive demand. And they've done that through three-partner communication. And they've generated huge results. But it's it to me, it's an indication that the senior leaders within Cisco, the senior leaders within Microsoft, are really attuned to not just what the market is dictating, but where the opportunity lies. Worked back from that and built an awesome end-to-end -end program that's allowed huge growth. Yeah, and I think the interesting piece of through partner marketing that also gets us to our next trend, 
because what we said back then is, hey, it's a recession. We need to be scrappy with our resources. We really need to look at how are we going to very efficiently create content and repurpose that a lot. What have we seen there this this year? Yeah, um, I'm I'm going to give us a get out of jail free card because I don't think many people, unless you're really in the space, saw Gen AI taking off the way it did in 2023. Right, um, scrappy with resources. How do you build enough content? Well, Gen AI is the key that unlocks that at scale, and we've seen products, brands, and every salesperson in the world basically adopt Gen AI to help drive huge improvements in output. And so while we didn't see that coming, we thought you'd need to be scrappy. Actually, you do need to be scrappy, but AI is the way to really make that work. Yeah, I would love for us to have predicted that trend (laughs) indeed, but we should definitely admit here it was crazy. Ever since February, it was the biggest boom I've ever seen in B2B software. And it's just like it went on and on. And you really see so many applications of utilizing it for your channel. And I think that's indeed interesting. We said you need to be scrappy. You need to be hyper efficient. And all of a sudden, Gen AI pops up where you can literally customize because that was one of our comments we made, how important it is to customize your content for the right type of partner. So that can be based on verticals or product categories or regions. And I think that really is the critical one where you see Gen AI can leverage that so enormously. Like all of a sudden you create one content and you can let one piece of content and you can let Gen AI actually then distribute it for all the different types of uh, uh, of, uh, of verticals, etc. Yeah, I think if we knew Gen AI was going to take off the way it did, we probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. We'd be on a beach somewhere uh, enjoying the high life. But um, it's it's radically changed everything, right? And I think we all know, and, and we've done podcasts through the year, talking about the impact that AI is going to continue to have in 2024, um, the, the data scientists and the people far smarter than us have, have, have spoken clearly at time and time again, This is the start, right? AI evolves faster than anything else we've ever seen, and it's already outperforming everyone else, right? This is going to get better and better and better. And so while we might have missed for 2023, trust me, it's going to be there in 2024. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be critical for your channel strategy next next year and really the way to both give your partners the best experience, but also get way higher end user conversion because you can really tweak it to the right uh, to the right market segments. Yeah, to me, the the irony is, and I think the businesses that allocate AI really, really well, they are going to continue to scale at non-recession rates while saving money. Like that's the that's really the power because you go, I've got to cut my resources by thirty percent, but hang on, I can improve output by seventy percent by just embedding AI as the cross-functional piece. Generative AI for content creation is just going to change the game. Yeah, I, I also saw one of the other trends that we predicted is that if it doesn't scale, it's not worth exploring. Do you agree there, looking back at this year? Uh, yes and no. To me, scale is a maturity question, right? So uh, you have to do unscalable things to reach a scalable model. And and I think that's just a, a rule for life. Um, in a recession, especially, you have to do a lot of unscalable things because it's harder to win. Um, and so I don't really think that's true for certain businesses. It has been true because they've hit a predictable motion. They worked out the key aspects and then they can just pour it and it just works. But for most businesses out there, especially those who have pivoted, we've spoken about Microsoft and Cisco. They had to do a lot of unscalable things to land their SMB program. Now their SMB programs into a flywheel motion that really works. Guess what? Now we have a scalable motion, but that transition always requires a lot of unscalable work. 
Yeah, I think in my mind, I always correlate the word scale to big investments up front as well. And I think to eventually get the big outcomes and the return of investments later on, once you've hit scale and really get uh, the unit economics and the economies of scale, right? But indeed, it's so true. Like you don't want to start scaling before you figured out what was working. So start small, make it successful with a couple of partners. And as soon as you know, specifically in a year like 2023, you want to only scale what's working. And that's why it's so important that you also do unscalable stuff up front. Yeah, I was uh, I was on a consultancy call the other day with a, 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 an awesome channel that's building out in EMEA. Uh, and I asked them a really simple question. Why are you winning? And if they can't break that down, why we're winning at the end user, at sea level, at mid, at bottom, at partner, here's the reasons deals are being created. Here's why they're not being created. Here's where we're winning. Here's why we're not winning. If you don't know that in detail, don't scale, right? It's really, really simple because the money's not free anymore, right? The money's dried up. And that means you've got to have really good reasons to buy product. Just means the ones that are going to win those deals are the ones that have the best reasons why they win. There is zero point scaling unless you understand in detail the reason at the end user, the reason at the partner, and the reason at the distributor. Uh, For channel, that's even more complicated because it's not in your direct control. And so having that deep and critical understanding is going to be what drives you forward. Yeah, I think that's a nice uh, bridge actually to the final trend that was predicted, which was we need to be very much on top of how do we track success, but also how do we communicate success towards our partners and into the channel. I I think looking back at that, like, especially if you want to scale something, you can only do that properly by tracking everything and doing it in such a way. Like, what do you think, like how important has that been in 2023 and how important do you think it is moving forward to 2024? A recession type money means it's always more important, right? Because at the end of the day, budgets are all being cut everywhere. And then the question becomes, where do you want to cut budget from? And so you want to trim the fat, right? And if you don't know where the fat is, that's where you're really in trouble. And so what we've got to understand is where can we lose resource? Where can we reallocate resource somewhere else and not damage the business? And so for me, data is about making those accurate decisions. But I'd like to put the question back to you in terms of how you communicate that to your channel. What do you think are the best ways? Yeah, it's a good question. I actually, when I was looking at the trend, I was I immediately felt like, oh, I like that it says communicate towards the channel as well because i think that's so critical to keep your partners engaged you need to continuously show them and give them the feeling that you are either already are successful together or becoming successful because especially for the partners it's the same as within your organization or within the other uh, enterprise companies you are chasing it's all about where can we best invest our time and money right now and Therefore, also towards those partners, you need to constantly show them what are we doing? Why are we doing it? How are we doing it? What's the next step, et cetera. And I think therefore, definitely that communication is critical piece there, both to partner and the true partner. Indeed, making sure your channel is properly informed, your channel account managers know what type of messaging to drive into your partners. I, I really feel like 2023 has accelerated there, but I think we should do even more in 2024. So I think we did pretty well. Uh, we missed a couple of big ones like AI, but I think overall our predictions have been really accurate. For me, the big note from this podcast is what's going to continue going forward. And so what I would be really, really focused on is how are you going to drive your long tail with through partner communication and leveraging AI to really take that to scale? 
Yeah, 100% agree there. And I think uh, I can only tell to our listeners and to you, Alex, thanks for this year. Thank you all for listening to us all the time uh, and surviving our voices. And also there's loads of fun stuff and good stuff coming up for next year. We're going to invite a lot more guests. We're going to go way deeper, especially in partner marketing. How do you drive long tail and SMB? Because that's such a big trend at the moment. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next one. And for everyone, have a happy new year. If you're already only listening to this in the new year, then I hope you had a nice new year. So uh, see you at the next episode.